This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Thank you for being here with me this evening. And as always, thank you to Matt for uh, his board op ability. His, uh, the phone lines light up and Matt's there. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And, uh, you know, we had some news that our little program, our little sex show, uh, the ratings have increased by 544%. I'm trying to wonder if that means that there are a lot more people out there not having sex. Oh, I was thinking there's a lot more having it. <laughs> I was, yeah, that's <laughs> my initial reaction was that yeah. as well. But. I don't know. Well, you know what? Uh, the, the TEDx talk that has... Uh, <laughs> There's John Hall with a little clap. That's because we brought him a Chicago dog tonight. Um, his round of applause. Um, thank you, John. But, um, you know, the TED Talk has had, uh, the on the No Sex Marriage, has had 5 million views. So, you know, I think this is a subject that, the subject of sex, uh, you know, impacts a lot of people. And the subject of marriage as well. Somebody was asking me today on the beach, like, they're like, about the marriage thing, the no sex marriage. They're like, is that a thing? And I'm like, and, and like, like, why is everyone interested in that? And I'm like, well, you know what? People are like going to get married. They were married. They're never going to get married. They have been married. They are married. They're not married anymore. It's something that can, everybody can seemingly relate to, or most people can seemingly relate to. So, and then people assume that everyone has, everyone in these marriages has amazing sex and has amazing sex lives. You've put the children to bed, I do hope. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. There are troubles uh, along the sexual response cycles. or There's unresolved conflict, medical conditions, depression. Weight is another issue as well. But, you know, in this year, Matt, I have to say, you know, I've had some personal um, issues and some professional challenges. And with every personal loss, there's been a gift I have to say, and uh, a corresponding gift, which has been lovely, and, and with every professional challenge, enlightenment. And so, you know, you take the good with the bad in life, and you, and you enjoy those moments, those moments that are, are so lovely and, and fantastic, and, and I'm so glad that you're here with me supporting this show, and, and I really appreciate that. And it's you and me, kiddo. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I like that you're calling me sidekick now. <laughs> I've got names for everything. <laughs> Unless it's your anatomy, then I want you to call it the real deal. Um, otherwise, we're going to talk about weight, and that's something that can affect uh, a relationship as well. It can affect the relationship you have with food. It can affect the relationship you have with yourself, and it may impact the relationship you have with somebody else. And Jenica Maxfield has uh, shared her story of growing up as a heavyset child and uh, her relationship with food, her unhealthy relationship with food, her challenges, her struggles, her feeling suicidal at times and uh, not really reaching rock bottom, but sort of a chronic fatigue around this. Uh, So, Jenica, after all of that that we heard in the first hour of the program, how is it that you have lost this weight by, as you say, eating Cake and chips and um, beer, drinking beer uh, as well, which you don't think coincides with w- losing weight, but it's easier than you think, and that's the name of your book. So, yes. tell me how that works. <laughs> so it just it it really is very simple, um, and most of the work comes just through the the mental and emotional work that you have to do. But when it comes down to the actual method of it, it's going back to the basics of listening to your body and eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're satisfied, not when you're like over full stuffed, you know, feeling sick, but just, okay, I've had enough. I'm full. I'm satisfied. Um, And it's, you know, asking yourself like, what do I really want to eat right now? And 
not labeling foods as good and bad, but just, you know, you can have a balanced diet of things and, you know, get lots of fats and healthy fats and not healthy fats. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just listening to your body. Okay. So, um, then how about all of these diets, the Mediterranean diet and the Dr. Bernstein diet and Weight Watchers and all of those programs, you did not adhere to any of those programs. I tried. You tried, <laughs> I really but you tried. couldn't. Yeah. But so, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I never dealt with my emotional stuff. So, you know, you could do what you want with the food, but if you're right. emotionally eating anyways. So what, yeah. was the, what was the emotion that you had to deal with? What was that? It was using, using food for things other than hunger. So using it as a drug, essentially, to, right, yeah. to numb your pain. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. And so once you realize that, once you became aware of that, yeah. everything changed for you. Yeah. And so if you were sad or upset, or I, I, I'm just speculating here, I have <laughs> yeah. no idea what, you know, but maybe you had with four kids and as a yeah. single mom, maybe there were some financial issues <laughs> sure, or, you know, yeah. something, but, um, you know, whatever, uh, it could be, you know. Um, broken glass. People get upset about anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the non-high class problems. Sure, okay, yeah. let's say you had some <laughs> yeah. of those. Uh, and so then did you just, how did you respond then? How, what was your new response? It was kind of a mix of things. Like I had to learn, first I had to learn how to take care of myself, like to, to care enough about myself and find value in myself outside of what I looked like. You know, that was a huge part of it. And once I could start to do that, it was like, okay, I need some alternate methods to deal with life, you know? I mean, even happiness and in celebration, who doesn't want to, let's get a cake. Eat and, and drink. Yes, right. Exactly. So, you know, it's just finding... The North American way, the yeah, worldly way, the yeah, global way. Exactly. So it's just finding different ways. And, you know, And what I, were some of the ways you found instead of eating food? Because there's probably a lot of people out there that emotionally eat. I hear that a oh, lot. totally. That yeah. they are upset and they eat. Yeah. Journaling was a huge one for me. And I talk about that in my book. Just, you know, when you're feeling things, like sometimes just getting it out is really therapeutic and really kind of... You can look at it a little more objectively, too, so you're not stuck in it. Okay. Um, so so really a lot of women probably would be more comfortable with journaling, yeah. I would imagine, yeah. than men. So, But this uh, way of life deals... It works for both men and women. Sure. So, what yeah. are some of the other? What were some of the other ways that are that you recommend? Uh, I found exercise, you fun found exercise. exercise that I actually enjoyed. And what so, do you like? I love to run, which okay. never in a million years would I have thought. I'd Did say you that. start running at two hundred and eighty-five pounds? Oh no, no, okay, <laughs> no, right. no. That was uh, probably around two fifty. I think I started. Okay, yeah. wow. and I started with the C two five K program. Just. You know, learning, like, run for a minute, walk for a minute, you know, until right. I was running for, like, 35 minutes at a time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I did get the runner's high, and I loved that. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it became, I started training for a 5K, so it wasn't about exercising to lose weight. It was just exercise because it feels good. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And and so mm -hmm. you're basically suggesting people eat in moderation. Mm-hmm choose from the entire smorgasbord of what we have available today. Yeah. If I did that, I want you to, <laughs> I'd be 985 <laughs> pounds. I like ring dings. I sure. like chocolate. I yeah. like ice cream. I like anything with sugar, anything totally. with fat. Me too. Um, yeah. You know, then I get sick of the sweet and then yeah. I can just go for the savory. Yeah. Uh, I could do that too. I don't like spice. Thank goodness. It's well, the only thing, but there's no calories in spice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no fat, no calories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like Indian food. I like Thai food. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Chinese food. I like it all. But uh, but I have to, you know, 
you just I, I feel better that way. Yeah. But so you're just saying I could actually choose because I feel like there can be and there's a lot of uh, evidence out there about sugar being an addiction. Oh, it totally. Is. And so yeah. if you're choosing the sugar, so you kind of can fall off the wagon very rapidly mm-hmm. if you choose that Hershey bar for yeah. lunch because then you want another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but even something like that, like I would have, you know, a square like a part of a chocolate bar. I just break it off ahead of time. That's my that's my sweet because I right. love sweets. Yes. So, yeah. Just so you're not feeling deprived, deprived all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tend to, I typically eat um, a very plant-based diet, very whole, clean diet, no processed foods. I tend, I try to stay away. I stay away <laughs> from the sweets, but I've been having a really hard time because yeah. I've been upping my exercise much more yeah. than I was in the spring. And so I'm biking and hiking and swimming and kind yeah. of doing it all, you know, for a few hours in a day yeah. and then I'm starving. Yeah, so of course. You don't just want to fill your face I don't seem everything. to be gaining the weight, so that's, that's a good thing. A little <laughs> yeah. tiny bit, I have yeah. to say. I, I think I've gained a bit of weight, yeah. but um, but I, I'm always like, tomorrow I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, Monday. Yes, exactly. Monday's so coming. so uh, the book is easier than you think mm-hmm. and uh, you offer some counseling for people as well? I do, you? yeah, some, some advising, one-on-one and stuff and I teach workshops as well. And, and where do you teach the workshops so kind of all over the city uh we have one coming up i'm doing it in george wayborn park um and we're just picnic style everybody brings some food we'll hang out chat look like eat mindfully together so we can actually practice it and people can see how it works um and yeah talk about you know answer questions and stuff well like that. is there a, a, a registry or a way to yeah, register it's on for event this? event right and you can actually find it through my website jennicamaxfield.com Okay, and so they bring their own food. Is there a charge for the workshop? Yeah, it's ten bucks until next Sunday, and then after that, it's fifteen. Okay, following that sounds like a really valuable program. Bring bring your lunch, and how about it's just like you bring your lunch. You're like, I'm the one that has the chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) I'm going to be the one. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you bring? (laughs) Salad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Well, that's great. So that your website again is jennicamaxfield.com. That's J E N N I C A. Maxfield.com and that's great and it's a great book and it's a great story and thank you so much for sharing it and best of luck you don't look like you need to lose any more weight but <laughs> uh, best of luck with it and I'm, and I'm going to try yours and see if I <laughs> drop a size awesome thank <laughs> you right. so much for having me oh you're very welcome thank you so much for being here I am Maureen McGrath you are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here hosting this program for you. We're going to be talking about contraception. You've heard of the pill. You've heard of condoms. You've heard of the diaphragm spermicides. But what do you know about the intrauterine device or the IUD? Dr. Anjali Malhotra, women's health specialist and regular contributor to this program, joins me on the line. Hello, Dr. Malhotra. Hi, Maureen. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And uh, I don't know if you were heard earlier, but I want to thank you for all of your contribution to this program as well. Our ratings are up by 544%. <laughs> if I say that again, I'm going to actually... <laughs> I get the obnoxious award for the night. <laughs> but I want to give you credit. That's what, you know, you can't say like, they're up. What does that mean? But it sounds really great. <laughs> but we all know that it is you and all you. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it is all of you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've been I, I can't remember that song. I, I guess I'll sing The Wind Beneath My Wings. Because <laughs> you are the wind beneath my wings. Of the wind beneath my wings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God for you. Okay, so we're going to be talking about why aren't more girls and women using intrauterine device? And what is it, first of all? Yeah, well, IUDs, intrauterine contraceptive devices, 
our little device is inserted into the cavity of the uterus, um, lasting anywhere from three to 10 years, depending on which one you get. There's a few main misconceptions that still exist when it comes to birth control in general and related to IUDs. One is effectivity. So when we talk about the pill, for example, you know, there's 9% failure rate with the pill. People are a little unaware of that on, in the general population. I think it's what it says on Wikipedia, which is very high rates. But the actual fact is it's about 9%. Whereas you look at IUDs, it ranges to from 0.8% to 0.1% as far as failure rates. So people are a little unaware of that. And then it comes to your mother's IUD and what that was and even grandmothers. In the 70s, there was definitely an issue with one IUD that was on the market for that year. And it, the safety issues with that have lingered, although current IUDs were on the market before that and continue to be on the market and are very, very safe. Very, very few side effects or risks to having an IUD. Um, but we still remember these things and we still know that we want to think about safety first. But bearing in mind, nothing is 100% without side effects or without risk, but very, very low chance of a side effect or risk with an IUD. Um, and then the thought of future fertility and things like that. And it's interesting to know how the IUD works. When you look at something like the pill, for example, you're stopping ovulation. You take the pill, it goes to your whole body. It, it impacts all of the estrogen and progesterone receptors in your body if it's a combination pill. When we talk about the IUDs, even a hormonal IUD really only works locally. So you're still ovulating. So the return to fertility in IUD users is the same as non-IUD users going forward. Rates of bleeding are better with progesterone-releasing IUDs than they are in non-users. So it lightens your periods. Many people don't have periods depending on which one they get. And I think people maybe don't know how many IUDs there are in Canada. We have 10. So we have lots of IUDs available. We have copper, which has no hormones. And then we have a, a few with hormones. So one that has almost none, Jadis, a three-year tiny little IUD made for women who have never had kids. Kylina, the five-year version of that three-year IUD, so it's tiny as well for women who haven't had kids. And the Mirena, which is slightly larger, but still could accommodate most uteruses and very high rates of bleeding control on that IUD because it has a little bit more hormone. But again, when we talk about hormones, a little bit of a misunderstanding in how much hormone is in these IUDs, where we predict it's less than 1% of the pill. So very, very little, and it doesn't go to your whole body. So you're still ovulating, your body accesses, even with the higher doses of the um the progesterone in the Mirena versus Jadis and Kylina. And how <laughs> easy is it to insert? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about this all day long. <laughs> yes, I can tell. You've given this speech before. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so important because women aren't using it in high numbers. And we really need to be considering the fact that when we, have, we, we want women to have pregnancies when and how they want to. And if you don't want a pregnancy, and I ask my patients outright, you know, what if you got pregnant tomorrow and what would that look like for you? And if that is just not an option for someone, they need really reliable birth control. And in Canada, that would be an IUD. That's right. And and is it a pretty easy procedure? Because I, yeah. I think a lot of women feel mm-hmm. that it's not. I know. And, you know, That's... I really am happy to see that 
these small IEDs do exist now. And they are much more straightforward on insertion. And I encourage women who haven't had kids and were worried about the procedure to talk to someone who's been in a lot of IEDs and talk them through it, show them what it looks like and how small it is because it's half a centimeter smaller. Like it's quite a bit smaller. So Jadis and Kylene are really made for women who haven't had kids. And those are the ones that are most concerned about insertion. Well, well we've got to go to break, but that's excellent yeah. information. Thank you yeah. so much. And how can it's people get in touch with you? Um, at City Square, so gracefulvitality.ca. Perfect. Dr. Malhotra, thank you so much for yet another fantastic, (laughs) and you are the wind beneath my wings, uh, piece of information. friendship. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a great evening. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show and Dr. Anjali Malhotra on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks for staying. If you've been here with me and had the staying power for the entire hour and a half and heading into the last half hour, good for you. I'm going to read an email to you about somebody who lacked staying power and what to do about it. Uh, so it's time to read your emails. Uh, thanks so much. You can always call me 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Matt, I wanted to celebrate. The phone lines are open, right? I forgot we were going to celebrate because I had a few gifts to give away. It's always good to give away these sex toys toward, toward the end of the program. Um, so I have some silver balls. I thought I'd pair my favorite thing. <laughs> no, no, it's not my favorite thing, but I like them. Um, my favorite thing is the, of course, we know the womanizer, the clitoral suckling device. Hang on, I'm getting the little other twister prize out of my bag here. Um, the But the silver balls are good because for a lot of women who experience low sexual desire, what you might want to do is uh, the silver balls were popularized by Fifty Shades of Grey, you, or you can go to my website, Fifty Shades, I mean, my blog, Fifty Shades of Pink. I'm sure I've written about this. But anyway, um, you want to run them under warm water or cold water um, and then insert them into your... Vagina, um, while your lover, your partner is downstairs cleaning up, hopefully doing some housework. And uh, you can then go upstairs, brush your teeth, insert the silver balls. They're very arousing, get you in the mood, get you going, text your lover. They come on upstairs after, of course, they've emptied the dishwasher, tidied up the kitchen. Um, and then, so your mind is clear and you're aroused because oftentimes women. Uh, feel that that uh, desire should come before arousal, but it's arousal that needs to come first. So if you're interested in trying these out and with your partner, in addition to the AirTech Twist, which is a um, super powered, <laughs> this is for men. Men always complain that I don't actually give them enough, um, that I don't have enough prizes for the men. But anyway, so this is for you guys. Um, so if you want to give us a call, you can win these prizes. This AirTech Twist, you know what it is. It's a masturbation sleeve, a high-powered one. Anyway, you might as well try that if you like, and or the Silver Balls if you want to um, try that as well. You don't have to give your real name if you call to win the prize. We'll, t- we'll, we'll have the 69th caller <laughs> on the program. Anyway, anyone is too embarrassed to call in, I'm sure, for either one of those. I missed my train of thought, and I can't remember what I was going to say. Something else. Did you have something to say, Matt? Oh, we were talking about emails. Do you have a good email coming up? I do. I have a few emails. So here's one. (sighs) 
Dear Maureen, need some professional advice. As the story goes, I'm a 49-year-old married woman, no kids. I've been married for a significant number of years, but in a, sexu- a sexless marital life at the moment. My partner is 18 years my senior. Personally, I went through perimenopause at age 40, and I think I've gone through pretty much the whole thing, menopause and postmenopause. I haven't had my period in two years or more. I'm experiencing vaginal dryness, and that's made things even more difficult for me. Here's where the story gets a little complicated. Five months ago, I met a guy 12 years younger. This guy has entered my life like an unstoppable force. I have felt for this person, I must confess. I think I have deep feelings for this person. He makes me happy. He makes me feel loved. He makes me feel desired. He has renewed my interest in sex again. I feel revitalized as a woman, younger. I dress like I'm alive again, so to speak. I feel energized and all that. However, I also feel very much ashamed of myself because of my conduct. As despicable as it sounds, meeting this person has brought light to my life. I have discovered I still have desire or needs of that kind. To be frank, I thought I was pretty much dead inside and down there before meeting this person. I didn't know I could still feel and experience pleasure. I have never been involved with anybody outside my marriage before. Sexually speaking, I define myself as traditional, very conservative. One marriage and it's for life, etc. You get the picture. I also have a question. Given my condition, menopausal or postmenopausal, what are the chances of getting pregnant? There's no chance of getting pregnant postmenopausal, uh, and and like and, and you know it depends on your age. I'm not exactly sure how old you are. So menopausal, you know, I I'd actually really need more information before I can answer that. Um, is this still possible? If having unprotected sex or not. The other reason you need to consider uh, whether you have protected or unprotected sex is the sexually transmitted infections. And yes, you all need to be concerned about that because there is uh, a new strain of gonorrhea that's not actually being able to be treated by antibiotics. So it's a, a superbug gonorrhea. So... Um, so here's the deal. Uh, thank you very much for your advice. Well, you know, you can't expect people to be sexually attracted to one person over the course of a lifetime. It's a long time. You're also, um, you know, that, that guy that's 20 years old or 18 years older when you're, when you're 25 or 30, you know, that's pretty appealing then. They're pretty well established. They might have some money. There's things that you're attracted to, but then they get old pretty rapidly too. And so you might know, you might be young. Uh, and, and younger of mind, who knows, but, uh, and he might have grown, uh, you know, older before his time even. So it's not unusual to, uh, meet somebody else and be sexually attracted to somebody else. It's, it's a choice. It's what you do with that after that. I, I wrote a blog about, uh, should I tell my wife? It was called, should I tell my wife about my, extramarital affair and it's had thousands of views on LinkedIn and on the and on the blog but um and so you have to make that decision for yourself and you know what it's about the sex likely and that's that's very common people feel stale in their marriages or bored and then all of a sudden somebody comes along and it's like hey hey I like your picture hey I like you know I like uh, I'd like to meet you or whatever and it's like ooh that kind of just perks things up and you know uh, wakes people up and and often can it ignite it may ignite a woman's own sense of femininity or sense of sexuality and it feels really good and it's you know very complimentary it, it's a little bit of a problem you got to be really careful especially if you're married and so that's a decision you need to make you need to look at what are the potential consequences here and um and there's, but there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing shameful about this. This is life. This is real. Uh, you, you can't expect one person to meet somebody and say, I'm only going to be attracted to this person for the rest of my life. There's nobody else shutting the eyes down. Doesn't happen because sexual attraction is involuntary. I'm going to talk to Jess, who's on the phone. Hello, Jess. Hello? Did Jess? Hello? 
No? That's okay. We'll get Jess. <laughs> the name is there. That's okay. We're going to um, get another question here. Um, I have another email that uh, I received. Um, Dear Maureen, I watched your TED Talk today and had a few questions, which I hope you will guide me. First, a little bit about me. I'm a 32-year-old divorced Indian man living in Mumbai. My last marriage lasted a year and a half. There was no love between us, and the girl wanted to go back to her ex-lover. I somehow feel she was not able to be blamed completely as I never sexually satisfied her. I used to ejaculate prematurely. Not you ever heard of that before, guys? No, uh, <laughs> not not uncommon. Um, sometimes, as soon as I penetrated, anyway, the marriage was the first time I experienced this because that was the first time I'd ever had a sexual partner. We went to a doctor. He said I had to practice more. My question is: I like a girl now, but I'm afraid to take the next step. I need your advice. What kind of a doctor should I see? Are there medications which can help? What about Kegel exercises? Is there a cure? Before I answer that, I am going to go to Jess, who's on the line. Hello, Jess. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. I'm sorry. I accidentally hit the mute button on my phone. No problem, Jess. We're all human here, okay? Don't worry. We're all flawed. We make mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I make many, many. What did you... (laughs) And you got nothing to be guilty. Now, what did you want to win? The silver balls? Um, or the, or the, the, (laughs) is there a guy in your life you want that? Well, the silver balls. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Because I think I have another caller. Um, so that's great. Um, and yeah, I had a question, um, about, I don't know if I should like bring up the names of them, but, um, I'm just wondering what you think of some of the products they have out now. Like I've at my pharmacy lately, I've been seeing two different, um, like female type of Viagra type pills. Oh, really? Um, and I'm just wondering, like over the counter. Yeah. No, it's not going to work. Don't waste your money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, don't waste your money. There's actually a medication that has been Health Canada approved called Flavanserin or Addy A D D Y I, and um, that works on the neurotransmitters. Uh, it works. It, it has a very according in. In uh, the clinical trials, it actually went from, uh, it actually increased sexual experiences, satisfying sexual experiences or SSEs by one time per month. So if a person was having two or three, after taking this medication daily, they would have three or four satisfying sexual experiences that included sexual desire. So, you know, it's, uh, the jury's still out, but that's the only one that's actually approved. But the other things, you know, we can get the, in this country, People can get a lot away with a lot of sort of natural medications, this natural word, because it can just slip in through Health Canada. Everything is going to have a placebo effect, so 30%. I wouldn't waste my time with that. I would waste my time with other things like silver balls, the womanizer, taking time, taking care of yourself, thinking about it, fantasizing about sex, um, getting in touch with yourself, literally. If you can't touch yourself, who can you touch? (laughs) (laughs) Um, thinking about it, you know, viewing particular programming, you know, there's lots of different things you can do. Okay, great. And I'm a sex expert of the radio show, so (laughs) I ought to know. (laughs) Can you hang on the line and we'll tell you where to, uh, we'll get your information where you can pick up your silver balls. Okay. And now we have Marianne on the line. Hello, Marianne. Are you still there, Marianne? (laughs) Yes, I am. Hi, Marianne. How are you? 
I'm not doing so good. Oh, no. Um, you remember last year I phoned you? It was a year ago when my husband lived down. He moved down into the basement. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. And he actually came upstairs because <laughs> because his friend was homeless. So we had to give him a suite. Right. Then his dad died, and his dad left him an apartment, and he's basically moved there. But he comes here on the weekends to be with me and have sex. For conjugal visits. Yeah, and I, I told him yesterday, I said, I feel like a whore. I just don't, I, you know what I mean? You're not here. I don't know where you are all week because he's got different scheduling and stuff. He doesn't right. have your cell phone. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And he called me a bunch of nasty names and he said he wanted a divorce. And I know myself, like, I have no no sexual desire. None. Well, for him... No, but I I don't go out looking for guys, but I mean, I don't even feel like masturbating. Well, like, I don't have no sexual desire. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know what? You're probably feeling, uh, you know, the situation is, is a, it's an extremely challenging situation. And yes. I'm glad you've set up some healthy boundaries and told him no, uh, because it's either you have a relationship or not. I know. And, and so I'm sure you're heartbroken and that you'll you know, you need to grieve that. You know, it's a loss of the marriage, a loss of him, a loss of the relationship, as you knew, a loss of the dream. Yeah. And, but, you know, if you go through and, and feel the pain and go through the grieving process, the sadness, the anger, the acceptance, you may even go through a little bit of depression, you'll come out better on the other side. If you looked closer at your relationship, you'll likely see that there were multiple problems within that relationship. I mean, you had sent him to the basement. You know, I I I'm suffering very bad depression and almost feel suicidal. And I was wondering, is there any is there any group that I can go to that maybe you have or you know of of groups like women like me that maybe their husbands are divorcing them? And I mean, I do have some girlfriends, but I feel like I need to get out more to get more support. You know, that right. I'm not alone, that I'm not the only one in this situation. Right. I mean, we can set up a time to talk, but if you're actually feeling suicidal feelings, you need to seek help immediately. I know. Yeah, so I would suggest you actually go to the hospital. No, I'm or, okay. If you, I, my girlfriend just, she, I've got two very supportive girlfriends. Okay, and you're not alone I'm right now? Suicide. I'm alone, but it, uh, she said if I feel suicidal, I'm supposed to just phone her or go over there. But right now, I just I, I can just barely cope with like not crying, and I you know I just feel lost. Right, and you definitely need some help, and you know, talking is is key, and having that support around you is also key. I mean, we can set up a time for you and I to talk over um, tele telemedicine. You're on the island, did you? Is that are you on the island or you're on the mainland? No, I live in Alder Grove. Oh, in Alder Grove, okay. Um, so, you know, we could do that as well. Um, but, you know, you might want to go to your doctor immediately, maybe tomorrow morning, and oh, just start that process. You know, start to talk to somebody, start to gain some some professional support. Um, yeah, well, my doctor doesn't really have much time for that. Yeah, well, they, they can do consults. Um, I know, but he's like, you know, you're in and out of the office. Yeah. Like, I, need, I need support. I know. Why don't you email, can you email me, please? And, and I can set something up for you, I can, or I can give you some advice um, okay. offline. 
All right. Are you going to give me your email offline then? Uh, you can just email me at uh, nursetalk at hotmail.com. Say that again? Nursetalk at hotmail.com. Nursetalk? T-A-L-K, yeah. At C- ho- Nurse Talk. I'll, I'll let Matt give you the line so we, because I think we have to go to break. Okay. But Marianne, thank you so much, and I'm I'm uh, I'm sorry that you're suffering, and and it's very challenging. But can I you, kn- you will get through it. Can you put me through to the other man so I can? Yes, I will. Your- going to do that. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. So we're going to go to break. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.